T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So the first thing I'm going to say is, go Eagles, fly, Eagles, fly. Now, the good news, I happen to mean it. But even if I didn't, I'd say, you know why? Otherwise, I'd be sleeping alone. Uh, Joe, welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Our president, obviously, there, Joe Biden, saying fly, Eagles, fly, as they get set for Super Bowl 57. All right, we're going to get back to the phone lines here and some of this Andy Reid thing. I, I really, this Super Bowl means more for me. It's not just a regular Super Bowl. They're playing Andy Reid. And it would legitimize him as a franchise like never before. And I believe it would, it would, this game will tip the scales on who wins the divorce, who won the divorce, Eagles or Reed. It matters more. You feel that same way or differently? 215-592-9494. It's how you hopper. We'll get to what Fletcher Cox had to say today because I thought it was interesting. But we do have some news here. And uh, and the future of the Eagles coaching staff is what I'm watching for. Sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge, a different kind of mobile network designed to save you money. So before I, I tell you what the news is, typically – when you see an NFL insider connect, you know, or put out something about an Eagles coach, an assistant coach, I mean, my first, like, when I first saw this, before I read it, it was like, oh, is he retiring? Is, you know, is he leaving? Like, that's usually why their names are out there. Well, no, we have some good news, though, some surprising news inside this good news. According to Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, Eagles run game coordinator and offensive line coach Jeff Stoutland, who received interest from multiple teams for offensive coordinator position this cycle, has agreed in principle to a contract extension in Philadelphia per league sources. Eagles O-line has been elite under Stoutland. So Stout is going nowhere. That, I mean, the end result, I'm not surprised at. I mean, it feels like he's going to stay here until he's ready to retire. And I, I don't know how old he is. Is he, I would guess, in his 60s? He's 60. Okay, so that would be my guess, around 60s, early 60s. So we, he's got a— His gotta, birthday is next week. What a birthday present, winning on the ring. So I would guess he's got a you know another few years, uh, whatever he wants, however long he wants to coach. Uh, but I would have guessed before this he's going to stay here until he's done. I am a little bit surprised, taken aback, that he received interest for offensive coordinator positions, not because I don't think he's worthy, because how did this never come out? Like, you know, we always hear this stuff, right? The, the Ravens offensive coordinator position, every time I turn on NFL Network, they're reporting a different name. Right, whether it's you know Bienemy or whoever is interviewing to be the new coordinator in Baltimore, I haven't seen Jeff Stoutland's name connected to any other team at all. No, and he's kind of reached that point in the cycle of an offensive or you know a, an assistant coach where you don't really think of them as progressing forward. They've mm-hmm. kind of reached their niche and they're okay being a, a position coach or being a coordinator. But 
He's been the Eagles' run game coordinator since 2018. Mm -hmm. So he does have that on his resume, but he hasn't been a true offensive coordinator since like the late 80s at Southern Connecticut. I mean, he's exclusively coached offensive line for the last 30 years. Well, it's a good thing for the Eagles. Good thing for this franchise. Stout is sticking around with a new deal. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. Andrew is in media on WIP. Hey, Andrew. Hey, good evening. Hey, real quick, real quick, was that Chad Lewis? Was that the last answer? That was not Chad Lewis, Andrew. What? But no, it, it, he was hurt that game. Yes, it's a different tight end on that team, but at least you're in the ballpark. You know, he, uh, he was on that team, uh, obviously. Yeah, what I wanted to say was, boy, I must be really – I can't get over Andy Reid. I can never get close to him. I, I don't think he was ever – you know, he could have gotten us to 12 – uh, uh, the Super Bowls and all that, and never win one. I didn't. I didn't even like when he won in Kansas City. I thought, no, no. I, why wouldn't that? Why wasn't that us? Um, yeah, I have a hard time with him. I don't think he's ever relatable, right? And we can't blame somebody for press conferences. But like a Sirianni, you know, you would think he's from like Delco, you know, or South Jersey. You know, he he seems like it reminds me of Donnie Brasco, the line in there, like. You know, you're acting like one of them. You know, I am one of them. Right, right. And, and Andrew, you're right about uh, the the connection. And and you're you're spot on when you can't blame someone, right? Like it's not his fault. This that he's just being no. himself, and Sirianni's being himself too. Um, yeah. But I'm glad you said it. You can't get over because I think a lot of people have pretended <laughs> now they've gotten <laughs> over it. But it was 14 years. If you had emotion, that emotion to just go away. You know, and he's got great numbers and records and all that. But we. You know, most of us, right, they want to talk about the 60 championship game. Well, all we ever heard from Dallas fans for years and years was you can't wing the big one. And we didn't until we had this amazing group of guys who won it in 17. So, yeah, I can't I can't, uh, I can't, get next to Andy Reid. I, I just can't. Yeah, and, <laughs> so and I don't want to lose to him. Bottom line, I do not want to nope. lose to Andy Reid. All right, Andrew, let's play explicit history here. We'll give you a highlight in Eagles Super Bowl moment. You tell us the name. Here we go. The Eagles to the line. They have an empty backfield. Terrell Owens with wide right side. McNabb takes the snap. Throws. It is caught. Touchdown. Touchdown, Philadelphia. Caught by coming out of the backfield. And the Eagles are whipping a point with 3.35 remaining. In the third quarter, the Patriots now lead it 14-13. Exactly what I'm talking about. This quarterback gets in a rhythm. you got to watch out. He feels like he's invincible. The constant confidence is rising for him, and he throws a bullet right between two Patriots, right into the arms of in the face of a blitz from Willie McGinnis. Nice play. Andrew, who caught that touchdown to pull the Eagles within a tie end of the third quarter? Brian Westbrook. You nailed it, Andrew. Yes, you got it. The call. How about Marv Albert on the call? I forgot about the days of Marv doing some football on. Uh, I guess was was it called Westwood One back in the day? I don't know. The national uh, I broadcast. Think they, I think it is Westwood One, but they keep saying CBS Sports Radio. I guess that maybe that was the overarching uh, whatever back then. It was a long time. It was two decades ago now. But yes, Marv Albert. Uh, I I don't didn't recognize the voice of the color analyst. I mean, I'm sure it had to be a well-known ex-player. Maybe from the 80s, Marcus is 04, you know, but I I just, maybe I should know the voice. I think you should know the voice. Who is it? It's Boomer Esiason. Play it again. He sounds different to me. I mean, people's voice changes, change over the years, right? We play some of the old Merrill cuts. He sounds a little bit different than he does now. That's just natural, right? People's voice changes as, that's Boomer here. I'm going to hear it again. That gets in a rhythm. You got to watch out. He feels like he's invincible. The constant confidence is rising for him. 
and he throws a bullet right between two Patriots, right into the arms of in the face of a blitz from Willie McGinnis. Nice play. I hear it now. The second time, like, now that you told me, I can. Did you know it was him? I didn't. I went back to that video on YouTube where I pulled it from. Yeah. And it said on the call. Boomer. Is Marv Albert, Boomer Esiason. And then they give credit to John Dockery and, and Bonnie Bernstein. As the sideline reporters? Who I believe are the, the sideline pro- reporters. Yeah. I, then when you said it, and I can, I really listen, you could tell it's Boomer. Yes, that was uh, Westbrook. But Matt is in Bethlehem. What's up, Matt? How you doing? Good, Matt. How are you? All right. Just looking forward to uh, Super Bowl. Yes, uh, I am too. What do you think about this Reed thing? Does it matter more to you because it's Reed? Um, no, actually it matters more to me because this team has just done so much from beginning to end of the season that, I mean, I don't think you could have ever put a team together like this. This is the best I've seen. Well, I'm with you on that, Matt. This is the best Eagles team I've ever seen. I, I started to feel that early. I mean, I thought the roster in the, in the in the summertime had that kind of potential, but then as we started to watch it, you know, it kind of hit me halfway through the year. Like, this, this team's unbelievable. Yeah, they really are. And, I mean, yes, Reed did give us a bunch of good years, but he could never get the, you know, he could never get the big one, so... Well, that's the truth, right? He got them close, and he, he legitimized the franchise again, but he didn't get the big one. Matt, let's give you a moment. Eagles Super Bowl moment. You tell us the name bleeped out. You ready? Sure. Let's do it. Brady under center. First and 10. Ball on his own 36. On first down, he's back. He pumps. He's going deep for He's open at the 40. Runs in a circle and is flat at the 40-yard line of the Eagles. Again, wide open. Yeah, he may be done for the day because when he hit the ground, he hasn't moved yet. Matt, Malcolm Jenkins hit which Patriots receiver and knocked him out of the game. Who is that? Oh, my God. Oh, I know the hit, too. Mm-hmm, you could picture it. Oh, um... That's the one where we pretty much pile-drived them, wasn't it? Yeah, and he, he came out of that game but didn't go back in. Well, give us a guess on the name. Uh, I cannot think of it. I, it's, I know the play. I just don't know the name. Matt, we preached the phone call. Underrated part of that game. Uh, I, I, feel, I just feel like that gets lost to the, the story of the game. It happened early-ish. And, and again, look, it's not like the Patriots couldn't score. I mean, they racked up 33 points, and Tom Brady threw 500 yards. It wasn't like they couldn't move the ball without this guy. But he was, you know, he was the speed receiver that they didn't have anymore. I mean, it, 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 changed, it changed the way they played offense. And the guy's had a weird career. He's, he's very productive, like when you just look at his stats. But I, I just I don't even know what to, what to say. Like, how do you qualify the guy's career that we just bleeped out? Good? It's weird because he was a first-round pick. I think at Oregon State. The Eagles wanted him. Remember right, that draft? He was someone that they were targeting. I think that was Chip's second draft. The Marcus Smith pick. Right. They ended up trading back and drafting Marcus Smith. But you look at his career. He's got 8,600 yards, has 6,000-yard seasons, has played in two Super Bowls, lost both, and now is kind of just wallowed away with a pretty crappy team. I mean, he didn't even play against the Eagles when the Eagles played this team earlier in the season. He's probably going to end up as one of the better – Forgotten players, like I, I just, I'm telling you that the, the someone yeah, gets 75 yards per game in the postseason for his career. I, I just have a feeling 20 years from now, people will be like, "Oh yeah, who's that?" I remember, kind of remember him, and he's going to have 10,000 yards in his career. He's just, he's a very, it's, he's had a weird career, a, a forgettable, good 
wide receiver. Matt is in Delco. What's up, Matt? Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, Matt. What are you thinking of that? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you why it means more to me for the read thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I'm going to tell you why I feel confident about the game because of that. Because when Andy Reid was um, – Andy Reed was a great coach, and you see that because players love playing for this guy. But when the thing about Reed is those big games, once he gets outside of his script, his first 15, he can never make those adjustments at halftime to, to put those teams over the top of those games. And I see that happening. Well, you know, Matt, I, I hope it does because – if the Eagles can get ahead and can unleash that pass rush, it's going to be a fun night next Sunday night. That, that, that to me, is it. If the Eagles could play from ahead, they're in a great shape. If they get ahead, you know, sometime in the late first quarter, I second agree, quarter. Joe. We've seen that all season. Yep. It's just, it's, they're a different team when they're ahead. I mean, they, they just, that's the way they're built. They're built to be ahead. Matt, you ready for explicit history? Yeah, the last guy you guys were talking about was Brandon Cooks, though, on that hit. You're right. But um, I'm ready. Yeah, it was Cooks. All right, uh, Matt, here we go. Eagles still alive at the second and ten. At the New England, 31 out of the gun. McNabb takes. McNabb looking around. McNabb throwing for the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown. Who is the speedster on this Philadelphia Eagle roster able to beat Dexter Reed, the rookie from North Carolina. And the Eagles are right back in it with a minute 48 to play. In this fourth quarter, they're now down 24 to 20. Matt, who caught the last touchdown for the Eagles in that Super Bowl after that drive that took forever? I want to say Greg Lewis, but I don't think it is. It is, Matt. You nailed it. Yeah, it was Greg Lewis back in the end zone. Matt, appreciate the phone call. How long did that drive take? Do you have the the box score up in front of you? Uh, I believe it took four minutes. And it's funny listening to that radio broadcast because we talk about it now. It's something that's somewhat infamous. If you go watch Tom Brady's documentary, Man in the Arena, they have points where Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are saying, what the hell are they doing? Do we have the scoreboard right? We are winning, right? They're doing the same thing on the radio broadcast. They're commenting on, like, the Eagles just wasted 30 seconds. The Eagles just wasted another 90 seconds. Not really sure why the Eagles – I think at one point Hank Fraley is yelling at Donovan McNabb and the rest of the offense to get on the ball and start moving. I mean, they were down 10 with, I think, six minutes to go, and mm-hmm. that touchdown came across with a minute 48. It just wasn't urgency. So – I remember then, and I know it's come up again, like who's to blame for that? Was it Reed? Was it McNabb? And, you know, I think that you could blame both uh, to an extent. I mean, obviously, Donovan has to have the urgency on the field. But it was, it was like, I couldn't ignore it. Remember the game before Doug Peterson got the job here? He was the coordinator with the Chiefs. They played the Patriots in the playoffs. Reed, head coach, Doug, the offensive coordinator. Uh, so what would this be, 2015, I guess it would be? Um in the, in the postseason, they did the same thing. It was like the same exact scenario played out. They were down two scores, less than 10 minutes to go in the game. Chiefs have the ball. They drive down, but they took forever. And it just felt like it was like watching the – I remember Angelo screaming about it because he felt like he was watching a replay of the Super Bowl from, you know, at that point, like 11 years before. It's it, Both were read. Yeah, and I just – I get part of it being – you want to make sure you get everything right. Because one misstep, the game's over. But at the same point, you can't waste the entire clock when you need two possessions. Yeah, you, you, you need to score again. I mean, like, yes, prioritizing the first score is you can't score two at once. But you need to score again. Like, you need to have that kind of built in to the way you play the game. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Frankie. Actually, you know what? Hold on. I want to get to Frankie in a second. We promise we played something. 
Fletcher Cox, because someone brought up a few minutes ago the um, the idea that this team is the best Eagles team that he's ever seen. And I've said that before. I mean, I think we're watching the best team in Eagles history from top to bottom. Talent, you know, production, wins, what they did with Jalen Hurts going 16-1. and I believe this is the best Eagles team ever. And I, I felt that they had the talent to be that in the summer. I said they were more talented than the 2017 team. How about this, though? Fletcher Cox today. And everyone's having some fun, you know, because Fletcher and, and you know, about seven of these guys are going back to the Super Bowl for the second time as Eagles here in a short span. He was asked, all right, who would win? If, you, if we played it out and we kind of put everyone in their spots, I don't, I don't know how you – how do you do it if you have the same players on both teams? They play both sides? Right, like you wouldn't go against them. Cox wouldn't go against Cox. No, so he plays – Johnson wouldn't go against Johnson. Plays on both sides. But anyway, who would win? If we got the 2017 Eagles versus the 2022 Eagles, who would win the game – I thought Fletcher Cox's answer was interesting. BJ, two more will get out of lane in. Who I think will win? Oh, man. <laughs> Probably 2017. <laughs> I disagree with Fletcher Cox, but I'm, I'm wondering why he said that. Like, what, what is the upside to say? I mean, he's just everyone's having fun. It's not that big of a deal. But I wonder why he said that. Like, he's in the moment on this team. I, I wonder what it is about that those two teams, the, you know, and kind of projecting a game against each other, he would give the edge to 2017. My, my first thought was he was a bigger part of 2017, so maybe he thinks he would tip the scales. Like the younger Fletcher could cause some havoc. Yeah, I do think if we were to compare everybody from the 2017 team to the same people now, the only places I would say they were better was maybe the five or six guys who were starting who were here in 2017. They were younger. They were younger, right? Like I think 2017 Kelsey is probably better. 2017 Lane Johnson is probably better. 2017 Cox and Graham, even though Graham had a career year with 11 and a half sacks, were probably better. I think everywhere else on the roster, they've upgraded. The only thing I would say to the point of if they played one game and why I think 2017 would have a chance, like Nick Foles played his very best on the biggest stage. We haven't seen Jalen Hurts do that yet. I'm not saying he won't or he's not capable of. I think he's capable of having a big game in the Super Bowl. But, like, Nick Foles played his – like, if they played a big game head-to-head, we, we watched Nick Foles play his very best, like, as good as he can, his ceiling he hit it, on the biggest stage. We haven't yet seen Jalen do that. And, and I, I think it's very possible he will coming up uh, a week from Sunday. 215-592-9494. I thought that was interesting. Fletcher's response. Frankie! There he is. He's in Roxburgh. What's up, Frankie? Yo, Joe! Frankie, what's up, buddy? Call. How are you? Good show tonight, Joe. Thank you, you, Frankie. Joe, you always have a good show. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, Frankie. What are you thinking? Joe, I was wa- I'm going to give I'm going to give everybody this 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 statistic that's going to make everybody happy. I was watching I was watching um uh, ESPN today, mm-hmm. and they had Sal Palantonio on. And he came up with this, um, this, this statistic that uh, the Eagles were first in, in the category of not turning the ball over, running so many plays. And, and uh, analytics says that when you don't turn the ball over, you usually win, right, Jeff? Oh yes, if you if you protect that football, you're going to win most games. But but the, the the statistic is like so overwhelming because the Eagles run so many plays and 
and and they led the league in 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 that department, Joe. Well, that makes so, it more impressive, doesn't it? Because it's not like you know, if you have less possessions, less plays, okay, maybe. You have, but if you have the ball a lot and you and you don't turn it over, that makes it more impressive. Right, and and how did we lose our games? The games they turned it over. Okay, there you go. So I think, Joe, I, I'm calling another route again. See, Frankie, you were right. La- I'm writing it down. You were right last time, Frankie. Yeah. So, and uh, and and like I said, I'm gonna bring you when we do this route. I'm gonna bring you guys up a uh, a really good pizza. Oh, Frankie, you know I can't wait for that. All right, Frankie, you ready to play explicit history here? Yeah, Joe, but just don't give me no hard ones. No, we don't have any hard ones, Frankie. You got this. Here we go. Eagles Super Bowl. We give you a moment. You tell Wait, us. Is this 2017? Well, we have. We, yeah, you know what? We'll give you a 2017 one. We'll go the most recent yeah, one. Yeah. Here we go, Frankie. Foles running up and down the line. It's a direct snap, and it goes to Gives it off to Burton, the tight end, who then throws in the end zone. Touchdown. Foles caught the ball on a touchdown pass of the yard by the tight end. What did we just see? Holy smokes! 34 seconds to go. The tight end just threw a touchdown pass to the quarterback. Frankie, who'd the direct snap go to on the Philly special? Uh, the tight end. Uh, they traded him to the Bears. Uh, I can't think of his name, Joe. I know who it is. Uh, Frankie, you could picture uh, it. Burton. Burton. Well, Frankie, you're right. You're right and wrong, Frankie. I love you. I appreciate it. So let's go. Let's just let's let's everyone kind of play it out in your head. Picture this in your head, okay? The direct snap went to. We beeped it. We bleeped it out. He, the, the person who caught the direct snap on the Philly special. You, I'm, we've seen you've seen this a million times. I mean, half of you probably did it at your wedding when you did the entrance. I mean, that was that whole summer. If you if you got married, you went to a wedding, and the six months after the Super Bowl, you saw this direct snap to bleep. He pitches it to Burton, who throws it to Foles. That's the play. But who caught the direct snap? That is the name that's bleeped out. It is amazing sometimes you see something over and over and you, 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 the names get all twisted. Everyone knows this name that we're talking about. Yes. Local guy. We went over his stats earlier. Still hanging around somehow in the NFL. Got hurt the next year in Dallas, and that was kind of the end of his career. Like as Because I liked him. I think a lot of people thought after this game he would be a featured part of the offense yep. moving forward, especially considering the age and durability issues of the other running backs in the locker room. I've seen, I think both Seltzer and Ike made the comp recently that Kenny Gainwell feels like the this guy of that postseason. Like he's coming on right at this time. But did this guy do anything before the Super Bowl? Mm. Like I don't remember him doing anything against Atlanta or no. against Minnesota. No. But I mean, I guess Gainwell could be poised to have uh, a Super Bowl like this guy did. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this Friday night. Are oh, we got a lot to get into here? Um and and I, I'm really curious what you feel on this. I this Super Bowl means more for me because it's Reed. It's not just a Super Bowl. I can't ignore the Reed emotion from all the years in the past. And I believe the winner of this game, it's Cements who won the divorce. And if the Eagles win it, they have a claim to be the NFL team of this era. They have the claim. They have two Super Bowls in a six-year span. Reed wouldn't have that. He'd have one still. Rams only have one with Sean McVay. You know, Brady went to the Bucks. They won one. That, that's dead. The Patriots are dead. You know, everyone loves to talk about the Bills. They haven't even got to one. You know, the Bengals have got to one and lost it. I mean, the team of this era 
becomes the Eagles, not the Chiefs, not Reed. Does it mean more to you because it's against Reed? 215-592-9494. That's a hop in. We'll play explicit history as well as we look at the Eagles' moments over the years in the Super Bowl. And we got to hit on this. I want to throw, throw the coldest water on any thought of trading for the latest disgruntled superstar that wants out of his spot in the NBA. I don't want him. We'll hit it next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.